Midlife is the best season of our lives. But often many of us lack fulfillment in some area of our midlife. It doesn't have to be that way. This podcast is a resource for midlifers to discover ways to find fulfillment in whatever area of life you need it. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Join me on the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, a journey to make midlife the most fulfilling season of your life. Hello, my midlife friend. This is Bernie Borges, your host of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, and this is episode 101, the first episode of season two. Hey, on episode 100, which I hope you listened to, if you didn't put it on your list, make sure you listen to episode 100 because I explained that the journey to fulfillment in midlife is through five major areas of your life. They are health, fitness, career, relationships, and legacy. I also announced my new midlife career reboot workbook, and I promise to explain the methodology in this workbook, and that is the focus of this episode. Now, the Midlife Career Reboot Workbook is a free resource. It's available digitally for download on my website at midlifefulfilled.com. If you are subscribed to my weekly newsletter, you will receive the workbook in your inbox. And if you're not subscribed, just go to the website midlifefulfilled.com and download it there. It is totally free. So let's get right to it, shall we? You know, without a doubt, the most prevalent story theme in the first 100 episodes has been stories of people who are pivoting, rebooting their careers in midlife. And after 10 years of podcasting, including 100 episodes of the Midlife Fulfilled podcast, where I've interviewed professionals from many industries and in many roles, I have observed a winning formula among those who have rebooted their careers in midlife. And I've captured this winning formula into a methodology that is explained in the Midlife Career Reboot Workbook. Now, it's called a workbook because there are exercises for you to put into action the steps that I spell out across a five-part methodology to reboot your career in midlife. Now, this workbook is a DIY resource, a do-it-yourself resource. You can read it, do the exercises, and put it into action yourself. At the end of the workbook, you will learn about an optional group coaching program that I'm piloting. That said, the workbook is where I suggest everyone start because it has everything you need to reboot your career. Now, if you don't want to or need to reboot your career in your current season of midlife, I want you to listen to this anyway because either you'll pick up a tip or two that's helpful to you and or there's a good chance that you know someone who does want to reboot their career and you can share this with that important person in your life. Now, I call this methodology the superhero career reboot. In this context, the superhero is the person who combines the mindset of a product manager and the mindset of a B2B, a business-to-business sales professional. Here's how it works. The product manager's job is to take a product to market and maximize the sales potential according to the market potential. 
the B2B sales professional's job is to take a product to their market and maximize sales potential in their assigned territory. Now, these two archetypes have a lot in common. And the combination of these two mindsets, and I just want to underline boldface and put an exclamation point on mindsets, the combination of these two mindsets creates a powerful methodology that can be deployed in a midlife career reboot. And this can be applied to a job change as well as an entrepreneur's business development efforts, or really anybody's business development efforts. So let's start with the sales mindset. Even if you're not in sales, it's not about that. When you are looking to reboot your career in midlife, you can really benefit greatly from the mindset of a seasoned sales professional. Again, I'm really emphasizing that you embrace the concept of the mindset of the sales professional. You see, a sales professional understands the needs of their buyer and genuinely wants to help the buyer. I mean, genuinely wants to help them. A seasoned sales professional strives to be considered as a trusted resource by their buyer. And a seasoned sales professional hears no very often and is unfazed by it. In fact, they look at no, each no, as one conversation closer to a yes. Again, it's a mindset. So let me walk through the five steps in this methodology. Now I'm going to do it fairly quickly here because otherwise it could be a two-hour episode. This is where I need you to go back to the workbook and really dive into it. So the five-step methodology is the following. Step number one, get the product right. And guess what? You are the product. Number two, know thy target market. Really know them. Number three, reach out and engage your target market relationally. Number four, get the meeting. Number five, reassess and adjust as necessary. So I'll touch on each one of them with a little detail. Get the product right. You are the product. This is the first step and you really need to be focusing on developing yourself as a quote unquote product. You know, successful salespeople know their product inside and out. They know everything about it. For you, this involves being self-aware of your value first and foremost. What are the problems that you solve? In what industry? Then assess your strengths, your weaknesses, meaning where you can improve, your skills, your experiences, and it's just so imperative to really represent yourself clearly in all your communication, starting with your LinkedIn profile. In this workbook, I devote a lot of it to how you represent yourself on LinkedIn. So answer the questions. Who do you serve? What do you do for them? How do you do it for them? What's the outcome? When you think of yourself as a product, your digital profile on LinkedIn has to represent you exceedingly well. Whether or not you like it, those that need your expertise are going to get their first impression of you on your LinkedIn profile. So... In the workbook, I go into a fair amount of detail on the fundamental elements of your LinkedIn profile. Details like having a banner on your profile that visually displays you and aligns with your professional brand. I give specific examples, visual examples, banners 
that are using the best practices that I recommend. I also recommend that you have a recent headshot. Emphasis on recent. You want the photo to actually look like you, not you 20 years ago. Believe it or not, your photo can actually influence someone's first impression of you. In addition to it being recent, it should also be taken chest up so that it really is focused on your head. And I don't mean a full, just a headshot, but I mean chest up, avoid full body shots because then you're too far away. And most importantly, look approachable. I recommend that you have a smile. A smile creates a positive impression. Then there's your headline. Having a clearly written headline that is authentic and displays your personality and answers a few questions like, who do you serve? What role? What industry? How do you serve them? Use keywords in your headline. And in some cases, offer a call to action on how they can engage with you. In the workbook, I offer three examples of sample headlines. Then there's the about section. LinkedIn gives you 2,600 characters, not words, 2,600 characters. And I encourage you to use as many of them as you want. But this is where you tell your story. Write your story in the first person, not in the third person. That's the biggest mistake that I see on the about section. Don't write it in the third person. Write your story in in the first person. When someone reads your about section, you want them to feel that you're a real person, not some sterile profile that was written by somebody else. In your about section, make it easy to read. Break it up into short paragraphs. Use bullet points. Use emojis. Show your humanity. Include a short mention of your hobbies. For example, on the weekends, you're likely to find me at the beach reading a best-selling thriller novel. That's not true of me, but if it's true of you, include it. It just gives people a little sense of who you are. And then if you're up for it and you want to be contacted for whatever reason, whether you're looking for that next opportunity or maybe if you are in sales, offer your contact information and say, get in touch with me at, and then include either a website or an email address. So that's part one. Get the product right because you are the product. Part two is know thy target market and really know them. Once you have this clear mindset of yourself as a product and you're communicating it clearly on your LinkedIn profile, first and foremost, get that done. That is foundational. I can't emphasize that enough. Then the next step is to identify your target market. Every successful salesperson does this. This involves doing some research, understanding the industry, the companies that you're interested in, and either working for or selling to, and identifying the specific job roles or the specific people that align with your skills and interest. Build a spreadsheet, or if you want to do it in a CRM system, however you do it, it's up to you, but build it out somewhere with as many attributes as you want about them. By attributes, I mean consider details like title, years of experience, age range, education, common professional interests, common groups and associations that they belong to, colleges and and universities they attended, certifications, whatever attributes you want to track, build out a model that works for you. In the workbook, I provide a simple example of a spreadsheet model just to get you going. 
Now that you've defined your target market, you're ready for step number three, and that is to reach out and engage your target market relationally. This is the third step, and the emphasis here is on engaging with those people relationally. Here's what this can look like. It can involve networking. It can involve connecting with people at potential employers, either on social media, commenting, engaging on their social media posts. I'm talking about proactively engaging with people that you that either you've worked with in your field or those that you want to get to know and those that you especially want to build the know, like, and trust factor, also known as the KLT factor. In the workbook, I use the dating analogy and I go into a little detail on how that's a metaphor that really applies here. I don't really want to get into it here and burn up a lot of time. It is a relevant metaphor, simply stated in this step, engaging with people relationally gives you the opportunity to connect with people at the human level and to start building that know, like, and trust factor. Show personality. And when you're doing this regularly, because in many cases, this can be outside your comfort zone. I get that. So the idea is to build a muscle that strengthens over time. Now, maybe in the beginning, that muscle doesn't even exist for you. And if that's the case, you're going to feel like you're wasting your time. And here's my response to that concern. You're not wasting your time. Engaging relationally. When you do it authentically by commenting, liking, and simply engaging in people's social media posts, most notably on LinkedIn, but not limited to LinkedIn. Wherever you want to engage with people on social media who are either your prospective employers or if you're in sales, your prospects you have an opportunity to start building two-way engagement. And that's where the relational magic can happen. Remember, if it's outside your comfort zone, think of the muscle analogy. I want you to think about stressing that muscle so that over time, it gets stronger and stronger. Another approach that I talk about in the workbook is to be kind when you're engaging on people's posts. Flatter people authentically, of course. Be specific. People generally respond favorably to kindness. Step number four. You've got the foundation now. You've defined yourself as a product. You've defined your target market. You've begun to engage with people relationally. Now it's time to get the meeting. As you've engaged with the people that you want to eventually talk to, meet with, whatever the case may be, that final step is to pitch yourself. Now, the first step to getting the meeting is to connect with that person on LinkedIn. Now, if you're doing it in another social media platform, the principles that are in the workbook can apply just the same. But again, since the workbook covers it on LinkedIn, that's what I'm sharing with you here and now. So let's talk about the connection invitation. One of the things that frustrates me immensely on LinkedIn is that most of the invitations that I get to connect have no personal invitation. People just click the connect button and blindly send me a connection invitation. People I don't know. And most of the time I reject them because most of the time it's someone who immediately afterwards 
hits me up with a sales pitch. I fear that there may be some listeners of the Midlife Fulfilled podcast that have done that unknowingly. This is why I want to encourage you, whatever the use case may be, to always personalize the invitation to connect with someone on LinkedIn. In the workbook, I explain how to do that and I even give a visual example of it. You know, sending a personalized connection invitation is very simple and in most cases, it's a differentiator because most people don't do it. Now, something that I point out in the workbook is that when you invite someone to connect, only invite them to connect. Don't try to cover more than one step. Don't request anything else, especially a meeting. First, connect. Just make the connection. If the person accepts your invitation to connect, then your next step is to wait a couple of days and then do something nice for this person. And by nice, I mean share an article with them that you think is going to resonate with them or just find some other way to take some kind of action that isn't self-serving, but instead it's serving them. That's another little reference to a dating metaphor, right? It's not about you. It's about them. Now, once you've done at least one or two nice activities, engagements with your new connection, depending on how or if they respond, then you might be ready to ask for a meeting or whatever it is that you want to achieve with that person. Often, the new connections that you're going after are part of a web of connections, and just think about all the other people that might be involved in a decision that you're going after. So look to connect with as many people within an organization as you possibly can. Remember, a sales mindset is always looking for opportunities to have conversations with people that can either influence the outcome or make a decision on an outcome. Successful salespeople don't rely on just one person in a deal. They build relationships with many people at an account that they're trying to sell into. And I encourage you to have that mindset and do the same at an account or a prospective employer. Step number five, reassess and adjust as needed. Hey, look, every good plan has potential to go awry or encounter some circumstances that you just can't predict. That's just life. That's why this plan should include periodic reviews of everything that you did in steps one through four. You might discover that your LinkedIn profile still needs to be revised, or maybe the target market that you identified needs to be tweaked. Whatever it is that you discover that's not working as well as you needed to, take some action to course correct. Don't hesitate to get input from your trusted network or a coach. The point is to take some action if the plan isn't working as well as you'd like. And the reality is that most plans are never done. Plans just evolve over time, just as your life and as your career evolves. You know, a midlife career reboot can seem daunting. If you follow these five steps, step one, get the product right because you are the product. Step two, know thy target market, really know them. Step three, reach out and engage your target market relationally. Step four, get the meeting. And step five, reassess and adjust your plan as needed. I assure you, 
that if you follow these five steps to reboot your career, you will increase your chances of success. I hope this abbreviated audio version of the free Midlife Career Reboot Workbook has been valuable to you or someone you know. If it is, won't you tell a friend about it? You know, there's a really good chance that someone that you know needs to hear this episode, needs to know about this workbook. Share this episode with that person right now. And I want to remind you to visit the midlifefulfilled.com website and download the free Midlife Career Reboot Workbook. And while you're there, subscribe to my weekly newsletter to get each week's guest episode delivered to your inbox every Monday, along with a bonus piece of content about midlife fulfillment. My midlife friend, this brings me to the end of this takeaway episode. I'm going to be back next week with a takeaway episode from episode 102, where you're going to hear the first of a five-part immersive storytelling series, each one featuring an alum of the Inspired Leadership Initiative Program at the University of Notre Dame. Now, these five stories are not going to be back-to-back episodes, but you'll hear the first one on episode 102. You know what time it is, don't you? It's time for me to remind you that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. And if you didn't listen to episode 100, where I define exactly why 80% or higher fulfillment is fantastic, go back and listen to episode 100. Hey, I'll see you on episode 102.